0: The kingdom of God definition is the spiritual reign or authority of God. And it's good for us to remember this aspect of the gospel and of the word of God, that the kingdom of God is reigning and living inside of us. Because everything that we see and the things that go on around us and the personal temptations that we go through and the attacks we we endure are because of the kingdom of God in us. The kingdom of God that oftentimes is not seen but yet we know it is real because it lives inside of us. And our feelings don't always acknowledge that God's kingdom reigns and lives inside of us. But we stir ourselves with what God's word says about the kingdom and that we are possessors of the kingdom of God. Some of these scriptures are going to be reviewed from last week. But how, do you, how, how often you know and you realize when you read the Bible, it's always Repetition. There's always something trying to be driven from our head down into our spirit so that it becomes activated and we live and derive the reality of God's word in our lives. John proclaimed, John the Baptist proclaimed the message of the kingdom of God that was coming. In Matthew four seventeen, from the time following the baptism of Jesus in the, in the spirit and in water, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That means right now, from that time that Jesus went through that, the kingdom of God was now available to to people. It was prophesied in the Old Testament and talked about, but when Jesus came, it came into the reality. It came into our ability to grab a hold of it and grasp it. There are things today that God wants you to apprehend for your life. Because he paid for it and they're storehoused in heaven, but you've got to receive it. You have to appropriate it. Like I said last week, just like you make those purchases from Amazon, you wait for the truck to come, there's an appropriation that comes when you order it. You order it through prayer, you order it through somehow getting a revelation in the word of God that something is for you, and it resonates down in your spirit, and even though your natural mind and your feelings say, I don't see it, it's not happening, God's word begins to be appropriated, and begin, God begins to move on our behalf, because the kingdom of God wants to get, God wants to get that kingdom and the, the resources that are in heaven into our lives. In Matthew eleven twelve, 12, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, that means even today in 2019, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and violent take it by force. Have you ever gotten violent about something with God where you are so like all your passion, all your desire, all the intents in your mind and feelings are saying, God, I need this. That's what he's saying. Now you guys can get violent. You can press past everything the enemy is trying to do to talk about your past and your sin and your failures and this is not happening and that's not happening and allows you to cut through all that to apprehend from God what he has promised and the goodness of God that he wants to get to you. What about the woman of, of the issue of blood? We all know that story. It's in Matthew 9. What was it? You know, what was it in her life she'd gone through? All those doctors and all that time of having that constant bleeding and never being whole. But was it the kingdom of God was now at hand? So when she saw Jesus, there was that Holy Spirit, kingdom of God revelation of knowing who Jesus was and going through the places where she pressed through that crowd. She went through that mob because something inside of her said, The kingdom of God is now available. Doesn't matter all those doctors you went through, doesn't matter all the time you were sick. Now the kingdom of God is available for you. And that lady pressed through that crowd to apprehend the kingdom of God that was now, now for her. <clears throat> and she appropriated that. <clears throat> Excuse me. When she touched the robe of Jesus, she appropriated the kingdom of God, the now presence of healing and restoration. And remember, Jesus, it's like he knew something came out of him, but it wasn't something he was even actively involved with for speaking to that lady or laying hands on him. But because he represented the kingdom of God, there was an appropriation. You are kingdom people. The kingdom of God resonates in you. And as Bruce Kessick encouraged us last week with that word about being light bearers. The kingdom of God is in you, and don't get surprised if people come around you and start apprehending the kingdom of God from you because you're carriers of an anointing and a kingdom that's not of this world, and yet it supersedes this world, and it empowers you as a believer with supernatural power to overcome and to bring the supernatural economy of God and supply of God into a broken world. It is your testimony and the things that's going to happen through your life that's going to bring more people into the kingdom of God because they're apprehending it from you. They're drawing it out of you. Jesus was a born man, but when he went away, he sent the Holy Spirit so that we could all be carriers like him. Someone might come and touch the hem of your shirt or your clothes and receive something because you're a carrier of the kingdom of God. In Luke 16, 16, it says that the law and the prophets were until John. The law, people were trying to keep the law. People were trying to get what God had, but the laws had that high standard that showed our weakness and our inability to reach that standard. But we know Jesus came to wipe away the law, to fulfill the law, so that God's requirement was satisfied. God so wanted to be satisfied so we could send Jesus to be there for us so that we could have that freedom. You know that Bible study that's going to start next week for you women, the freedom, it's that appropriation. We hear these things over and over again, but all of a sudden something clicks someday and you appropriate something that you know is yours as a Christian, and you somehow have not been able to come into it. It's the time for more and more things to come into a reality in your experience with God. So the law and the prophets were until John, but since that time, the kingdom of God has been preached, and everyone is pressing into it. If we knew the total of how many million people have turned to Christ throughout the generations that are right now on the earth, there is more Christians alive than ever before, What is that? They are pressing in to the message of the gospel. They have received something supernatural that cannot be seen with the eye. It says that uh, he told his disciples that the kingdom of God doesn't come by observation. You can't say, oh, there it is. No, because the kingdom of God is received in us by faith in Jesus Christ, and it begins to come and mount up inside and begins to create and do marvelous things. We've just gone through an incredible season of hard times in our church a season of uh, people leaving and different things going on, but that reset there's a new there's a new excitement because we see God's doing things that He has promised. Even years ago, they're starting to be fulfilled. They're starting to happen, and so there's excitement. I feel a different atmosphere in our church today. I'm very sensitive because I do struggle with social anxiety. I always know my own ceiling, and I, I've always felt sometimes a ceiling even our church. I feel like a, I didn't see, feel that ceiling today. That ceiling is gone because God is beginning to do something. It's that reset. It's like the kingdom of God is rushing in. He's saying, "I've heard your prayers. I've seen what you're going through. But now I'm going to begin to move. I'm going to begin to move more and more. Why? Because it's time. Because people have prayed. It's because the kingdom of God wants to be more relevant and, and evident in your life and in the life of people around you." In Matthew eleven eleven, "Surely I say to you," Jesus said. Among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist, but he who is least in the kingdom of heaven. If you're feeling least today, if you are least in the kingdom of heaven, you are greater than John the Baptist. Because you have the ability to access now all that Jesus paid for and all that the kingdom of God promised, but was waiting to happen John had to be the forerunner that said, hey, get ready, there's something going to begin to change. And we knew people began to gather and get water baptized and they had a baptism of repenting from their sins. But then Jesus came on the scene and they were experiencing what that baptism of repentance really was, that now Jesus Christ could come in and live in our hearts and that kingdom of God could be taken out of heaven and uh, the heavenlies and now be lived out and lived in our life. <clears throat> you know, in the days of, in the past, we we see a lot of, Angel visitations in the Old Testament, the Bible. I'm thankful for all of that, but I'm thankful now that we have someone greater than an angel. We have Holy Spirit. The Godhead, uh, according to Philippians, says lives in us. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit resides in us in the kingdom of God. I don't want to see an angel. I want to continue to experience the power of the Holy Spirit doing resurrection things in my life. It says, God said, that Jesus said in his word, that the Holy Spirit will take what God has to say and they will come and speak it to you and me. The Holy Spirit himself will hear what God the Father would say to you and he wants to impart it into your spirit. He wants to speak to you in such a clear way that you know that you're hearing from God. And when you know you're hearing from God, it just changes everything. It just brings this deep-seated peace inside of you that, man, I, I know God, he knows me and he's talking to me. In a world where people want more communication, I know you wives, you women, you are great. You have a big word level, and you always want to hear a lot. God talking. <clears throat> in Matthew 10, 7, Jesus tells his fathers, as you go, preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. <clears throat> we have to have a new mindset as, follow, of follow, as followers of Jesus. We are just like the 12 apostles. We are their descendants. They are our great ancestors in the faith. But now we are possessors of heaven and earth because of the kingdom of God and because of our personal relationship with God. But as we go, we have to speak the gospel to people. And we have to tell them, God is available to you. Now you could, excuse me, you could see someone with a need and there can be an incredible need that they have. And in yourself, you're gonna say like, man, I don't feel like that God's gonna answer that prayer. I feel like this is bigger than me. It's okay, you're just an ambassador. Speak the truth to them. Tell them God has a miracle for them. Tell them God's going to bring healing to them. I've been telling people, come to the church. I know your area that you need healing in. I know God's going to heal you. Come, get prayer. I've seen this couple of people. They haven't come yet, but I've been telling them. God wants to heal you. What am I doing? I'm just telling the truth of the gospel. He says, as you go, preach the kingdom. Say, the kingdom of God is at hand. All you're telling them is, come on to church. There's a resource there. There's a download. There's a resource. There's a, a, a distribution center here in the local church where God wants to dispense the kingdom of God and bring answers to people. Steve, I've been praying for you. I don't know what's going to happen, but God has the answers that you need, physically and financially. Constantly praying, God make a way for Steve and what he has for her. Teaching the gospel of the kingdom, Matthew 4.23 And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases among the people. Again, the kingdom of God says there is a reality of supernatural power available for us today. Again, it crosses what the doctors are saying about us. It it crosses what the pain in my back is saying today. God says his kingdom is available. I've appropriated a few things in my life. I'm now appropriating my back. I am so tired of dealing with my back. Matthew 4 24 then Jesus fame went through all Syria see if you're preaching the gospel if you're telling people about the miraculous power of God and they start getting healed do you think that's going to fill the churches in Hollister I think so people want answers people want power they want to see God We know now we're living in a secular society where it's not like it was in the 50s where people would go to church. Even if they're nominal, they would go to church. They may live like the devil, but they went to church. Well, now the society says there is no God, at least the one the Bible talks about. But I tell you, we give witness of God by the things we let God do in our life. And we overcome what? By the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Because if we begin to testify and speak about the kingdom of God, and we share and people are getting saved, healed, and delivered... The kingdom of God is manifesting and there's something to talk about and they're going to want what we got and they're going to want to live like we live because it's a real thing. Healings and deliverances are signs that the kingdom of God has come. The kingdom of God is, I already said this scripture, it's in you. If you got out of bed in the morning and realized, whoa, the kingdom of God is living in me, it can start changing the way you're thinking about your body. I love how you got up and shared Irene today because some of us are older that doesn't disqualify us in fact this reset is like what she said that scripture about even in old age we're going to be fruitful even in old age don't let the society disqualify you you watch tv you watch the hallmark movies I don't hardly ever see any old people in there it's all young people Young people are dancing, young people are at the bar, young people are doing this, young people are that. I tell you, there's more of us old people around than the young people. Now, you young people, don't get upset. You're not old yet. Enjoy being young, but be a kingdom person. Stand up for God. Believe for what you want that's in God's word and has for you. Some of you single people, there is someone out there for you. It's called God mingle. He's got someone for you. Keep your eyes on God. Pray for, pray for that person. Say, work on that person. Get them ready for me. Be happy that you're single because the married people will tell you there's a lot of problems you work through. It's good in that realm. But in everywhere where you're at, there's problems. So the kingdom of God is in you. It's in you. We, we don't believe that. We, we hear the news. We see the political climate. And we think, where is God? You know? Again, our five senses come under the reality of this world. This kingdom, it's not our home kingdom. So we have to take the kingdom of God in our faith and what the word God says to us and live it out each day. To live it with joy, to live it in faith, to live it with an expectation that as I walk out that door or I get in my car to drive to work, God is going to go before me. God is going to use me. And if something happens, you know what? We're in an evil world. Satan's going to try to throw everything he can at you. You know, we had a two-day summit the other day. We did Friday, all day Friday, we did all day Saturday, really. And uh, first thing you come out on Friday morning, I feel like every time we're gonna do something spiritually, a wrench gonna throw at me. My garage door quit opening. So I hear him opening up, closing it. Today, door comes out, pushes the bucket, and it goes up by itself. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. In this world, we are gonna have troubles and trials. The enemy's gonna throw rocks at you obstacles at you he's going to throw things that say god's not hearing your prayer your prayers are not going to get answered he's not going to get you what you want just disregard him he's a liar thank you god you're supplying my needs thank you god you're going to get me through this season of my life thank you god i'm an overcomer thank you god that the kingdom of god is living in me and the kingdom of god is moving forward and i'm part of it god just fill me up fill me up I did this last week. I want to do it again. It's, and we said it today. It's Luke 11, the first part of the verse. When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Maybe this week, concentrate on that. Say, God, let your will be done by us. Sometimes it's, it's hard or scary for us when we as Christians say, God, let your will be done on us. Because we all have a kind of an agenda. We all have kind of thing like we have a will, we want God to get behind our will. But if you live very much life in this world, you realize, man, your will—you can be frustrated your whole life trying to get what you want and get frustrated. But if you surrender your will to God, you'll find that really the things that you want, if they're if they're the best for you, you're going to get it. And if they're not, you're going to be happy you didn't get it because living out God's will, you find the purpose and the greatest fulfillment, peace, joy, righteousness, and continually hearing from God by putting his will first in fact uh, there's really nothing in the natural I'm wanting because since we put our, our heart to serve God everything comes around and you know I have a house and I feel like sometimes my house owns me I have a car and it wants attention it wants to be washed clean have maintenance I mean everything around us is demanding things demand from us what we don't want to give them And so putting God first, you're going to get everything that you need, but you're going to get more. You're going to get a call. You're going to get a purpose. You're going to use, get spiritual gifts that God wants you to use. You're going to get a lasting purpose and a, a greater vision for your life than just going after things for your will. So pray, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And when you're praying like that too, you need to be healthy. And so you can appropriate health. God, this is your body. This is a platform for ministry. God, fill it with supernatural strength. Fill it with healing strength. God, let me walk at my optimum. As you're an old person, Lord, let that strength that you promised us as old people, let it be in our physical body so we have a strength in our body to live for you and to serve you and to do what you want us to do. God, keep Joe Pereira healthy and strong so he can work. (laughs) Prayer brings God's heavenly kingdom into our natural life on earth. Again, prayer is at requisition. Prayer is at requisition. God, I need this. Thank you. Get into the habit, too. Once you really feel like you've got a prayer out there for something you needed, then just start thanking him. Lord, you heard my prayer. Thank you. I just want to say thank you for sending that to me. Thank you. And if he's starting to forget, you're thanking him. You go, oh, man, they did ask for that, didn't they? And he can move to bring that answer and that thing that you've asked for. When you pray speaks of bringing to our conscious consciousness that heaven's powerful resources are available every time we pray. We're always appropriating from heaven what we need here on earth. And prayer is our contact point. It's our cell phone. It's our computer that is accessing the things that we need from God and it's bringing into the reality. Here's our key verse today. It's the second part of Luke 11:2. 2. Praying your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's something we're supposed to pray daily. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And, and if you're at work and you know, at work in those kingdoms at work, there's always power struggles, always someone trying to climb to the top, climb over you, step on you to get ahead. How many can experience that? You've seen that, people stepping over the top of you to get ahead? It's just that way, way it is. But if you're sitting back and just a kingdom person, you're going to watch God move you. When, if he wants you at the top, he's going to move you to the top he's going to make a way for you. And praying, let your kingdom come, helps you have the right attitude when someone steps over you to bless them and speak life into them and to pray for them and encourage them. Because bottom line is, you know, God has your back and God is the one that's promoting you. He's the one going before you saying, this is the person I want to see rise up. You may go through a lot of resistances before you attain what God has for you. And those are all tests of your faith. Are you going to hang on while God works his plan and his will into your life? So your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And as you read the word, you start seeing, hey, this is what God wants. He wants people to be saved, filled with his spirit. He wants them baptized. He wants them washed in water, washed by the blood. He wants them saved. And then he wants them to have gifts. You start praying God's word You're praying his will and you're coming into an agreement and there's a greater release in prayer when you're praying what God wants. Jesus would not ask us to pray for God's will if it wasn't important for us. Ordinary people became extraordinary people. What about Andrew and Peter, those brothers casting their nets into the ocean in Matthew 4, 18 through 20? They left their livelihood. Something came over them. It was the kingdom of God that was on Jesus that was being offered to them. That they left everything to do God's will and to serve Him. James and John, brothers, mending their nets. Jesus called them immediately. They left their nets to follow. In Matthew four. What about the Ethiopian servant to Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, in Acts eight? Going along, da 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 da. He's thinking about the Isaiah scriptures, all of a sudden, Philip is walking alongside. There's water. He gets baptized. And then Philip is, uh, does a Star Trek thing where the, and he's gone. Ethiopian. He, did he think, where's that guy? No, he was so tripping on his new relationship with God, he didn't even realize Philip was gone. And Philip is off in another city to do ministry. Whenever someone encountered Jesus through the Holy Spirit, opportunities arise to enter into, into the incredible will of God. Have you ever been going through a a usual routine day and then everything changes? I was at a a chaplain's meeting under Don Phillips in 1981 and my life changed because me and Dory connected. From then on, everything changed. If we live every day with excitement, even the boring routine days, and I have to admit, I have a lot of boring routine days, but with the expectation that the kingdom of God is inside of me, and the kingdom of God is working. The kingdom of God is working for my good, and has been working good since the fall. Remember, when Adam and Eve fell, it says from the foundation of the world, God put his plan in that he was going to send his son Jesus, that it pleased him to go and have Jesus bruised. In fact, I was sitting here this morning, and I was thinking a new scripture to appropriate. It says that in Isaiah and Peter, by his stripes we are healed, I go, by your stripes on your back, my back is healed. By the stripes you had paid on your back, my back is healed. I claim that today. Thank you, Jesus. The kingdom will get oh I only have five minutes. The kingdom of heaven is like matthew thirteen twenty four a few stories. Another parable Jesus put forth to them, saying, "The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in a field." But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? He said that to them, An enemy has done this. The servants said to him, Do you want us to then go and gather them up? But he said, No that's why you gather up the tares you also brood the wheat with them let both grow together until harvest and at that time the, ha- the harvest i will say to the reapers first gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to be burned but gather the wheat into my gar- gar- into my barn there's always going to be we heard this at our conference two weeks ago there's always going to be Judas's in your life and absalom's you know we get through one thing and we think oh We just, listen, we just hold this for a bit. Let me just hold this. It's really good right now. God, let me just hold this place. Boom, something else happens. There's always going to be opposition through different people. The good seed sown into our heart is the truth of Jesus Christ. We're born again into this kingdom of God, into this new world. We're new people. We're in the process of transformation. Some of us have experienced greater transformation than others, but transformation is constantly going in our life and, and going on in our life since the moment we said, Jesus, be Lord of my life.